All right, hello guys. Welcome to another episode of Lumia Sports. I'm your host, Demetrius Mason, joined again by one Darnell Jones. What's up, guys? And joined again by Dom. You're all right, all right. And normally when I say we had a great day of basketball, we always it's always a great day when basketball is going on. But last night was truly historic for a couple. Last night was probably the best night of the year. That's a good, yeah, I agree with that. It was phenomenal. So let's get right into it. Um, to start off, the Clippers beat the Knicks 129-115. All right, no, man. Hey, this game was a Kawhi Leonard game, 28 points from him. Paul George came in, MVPG with a smooth 17. And the Knicks just couldn't keep up with the scoring. I mean, if the Clippers going to score one, if anyone's going to score 129 on them, it's really don't can't combat with that. Um, Julius Randle did have 27 and 12. RJ Barrett at 23. And quickly again, I mean, he's been incredible um, with 25. But, hey, they tried today to play Taj Gibson. Came out there 18 minutes minus 11. That's Thibodeau's guy. Um, Darnell, what would you see out of the Clippers today? Well, the Clippers got valid scoring out of the night. Kawhi Leonard paced with 28. Reggie Jackson was surprisingly the second highest scorer with 18. You got 17 from Paul George on 16 shots. Not the best night for him, but plus six in the box score, you'll take that. And you look at Lou Will, three of nine, 22 minutes, and it didn't matter. So the Knicks are a good defensive team, but the Clippers, they just had too much. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Dom, what were your thoughts on this one? I don't have too many thoughts about this one, but I have one thought. And this is something that during the playoffs, we were like, bro, why don't they play this guy? Why do they not play Pat Pat? I've never seen him miss a shot. He goes out there. <laughs> Five for five from the field, three for three from three. And I'm just like, bro, the dude really don't miss shots. Y'all could have sat out there instead of trying to force your Michael Green to do everything, which he's been doing fine on Denver. But, like, bro, you have a walking bucket right here. Like, if y'all just play him. But whatever, man. If they going to keep not playing him, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like I like the spacing on the Clippers with – Patrick Patterson on the floor. He's a stretch four. He's not. Yeah. And then you have Serge Ibaka. He can stretch it to the three-point line. And everybody, if they can all make threes, you can play five out. That's something that defenses don't always have answers for. You have two stretch power, stretch four slash fives that don't miss shots on your team right there. <laughs> and neither of them missed. So... I don't know. Hopefully they see this moving forward. I don't think they will, but you know, if if Pat Pat gets more minutes, then they'll have a better chance than they had last year. I think what the tough thing about is Batum works so well with him because he's a good passer. He's the best passer on the team. So yeah. that's the only reason I wouldn't necessarily say do that. And I'm if, saying start him. I'm just saying play him. Yeah, I know. But then it would have to come from someone, and you're not really going to take Marcus out. And Zubat's kind of – Take your boy. Think. 
Take your boy Sweet Lou, what it do out. Yeah, but I mean, okay, but then you're gonna have what? Morris, Pat, Pat Zubac. Two I mean, people. Hey, that... man, you know, I, you know, I've been saying take Lou out, but that's just they're just not going to do that. So whatever. Hey, <laughs> man, moving on. The Raptors beat the Magic one fifteen one oh two. And they did it without Norman Powell or OG Ananobi. And the reason is, is because Pascal Siakam went absolutely nuts. Definitely his best game of the year. 30 points, 10 rebounds, plus 27. He was giving Vucevic all the work. And obviously, Vucevic is not fast enough to guard him. Kyle Lowry, a great game for him as well. Definitely been his most productive game of the year. 12 points, 15 assists, 6 rebounds, and a plus 30 for him as well. And someone else who was nice, Bembry off the bench, was a plus 16. Any game you can get a plus 18 out of Aaron Baines, always looking great out there. Um, and for the Magic, I mean, Aaron Gordon left the game with an injury. Um, so let's hope he's okay. He was 4 of 8 shooting. And, hey, man, if, if Vucevic going to go out there and be 5 of 18, Fournier going to go out there and be 2 of 12, they're not beating anyone because those are the only people – Let's see if we can score. And also, as we've noted before, the fall of Terrence Ross without Cole Anthony, who, again, by the way, just minus 10 and 32, trying his best to keep everything alive, 16.6 assists. But Terrence Ross is clearly not the same player without him. One for five, over three from deep, minus 22 in 28 minutes. Tough day for the Magic. Dom, what did you see in this one? I mean, you pretty much said everything that was – you know, to say, I think it's surprising. I picked the Raptors. I mean, I picked the Magic to win just because I didn't know if Toronto would have the firepower without OG and Norm. But, you know, it was actually, we, we were talking about it, but even though he was a minus seven, it was actually a really good game for Watanabe out there. He went out there. He went three for three from three. He had another field goal. It's just, you know, the Ra- <laughs> the Raptors are just amazing at, at developing these I don't want to say these like lower tier players, but definitely these, they're definitely good at finding under under the radar players. And look, they were able to win this game by 13. Boucher only had nine. And we know Boucher is normally the key to the team, but really it came down to Siakam was out there amazing. If it weren't for other performances, he would easily be the player of the day, but just because of other performances, he can't be. So yeah, Siakam had an amazing game. Larry did. And the bench contributed. Darnell, what'd you see in this one? Yeah, I, I think I agree with both of you guys. I think the return of Spicy P was the key. Yeah. He hasn't he hasn't been this type of player since we seen him pre-bubble. And if he can play at this level, this is the Toronto team that we expected to see. This is a team that probably will contend for a top five seed in the East. But without him playing at that level they're not in the playoff race this is the team that's going back to the finals (laughs) you think they're going back to the finals no i mean last year if yeah i thought last year they was my secret my sneak pick to make it to the finals last year i thought the eastern conference i didn't see miami coming a lot of people were warning me about miami but I didn't buy into it, but 
that was last year. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, we will see where the Raptors go. They really just got to start consistently winning games. Um, they always just win one, lose one. So let's see if they can put something together because they got to because now they're eight and 12. Um, moving on, the Timberwolves finally get another win. Um, they beat the Cavs 109 104. It's really a tough loss for the Cavs. Don't want to lose games to teams you're definitely supposed to beat, um, especially if you want to kind of get into the buff race, um, which is where they are. But hey, man, D'Angelo Russell, 7 of 18. They started Anthony Edwards, he went 9 of 15, um, 23 points, 9 of 17 for Beasley. But one thing about the Timberwolves, man, that really, we were watching the game, I'm watching, it's Timberwolves announcers, and they said this man, Ricky Rubio, had his best game of the year when he was two of two from the field with four points, six and one turnover. So, I don't know why they did that to you, Ricky, but guess what? You are now on the radar. We will be watching for you every game. We'll be seeing if that really is. If eight points, eight assists, and one turnover really is going to be your best game of the year because they trade a first for you. So can't be having that. Um, for the Cavs, Drummond tried. He was 25 of 22. Um, Nant 16 rebounds, so they got a lot of rebounds. But really what happened was just too many turnovers, too sloppy from Sexton. Sexton, eight for 16, that's great, but five turnovers. Um, only two assists. Garland, six of 14. Four turnovers, five assists, and just as a team, they were just a little sloppy. They, I feel like the guys didn't take Timberwolves seriously, and you could just tell as they were just playing the game. They never really went up to that gear, and they have to constantly be there because their offense just naturally struggles. So if they're going to be sloppy with the ball, it's just not a way they're going to win. Um, Darno, what would you see from your team this night? Oh, man, I got a lot of thoughts on the Cavs, but I'm not going to share all of them because we'll be here all day. But I think Colin and Darius struggling right now. Like, have without – I think they're missing – I think right now you're showing that – you why you need Kevin Love for a season like this. If you're actually trying to make that play in tournament, Larry Nats, he was coming off a wrist injury. So, him shooting, he's only going to attempt three shots. It's his right wrist, so we'll have to monitor that going forward. He did have 16 rebounds, but you look at a guy like Drummond. If you didn't watch the game, you would think, okay, 9 of 18, 22 rebounds, 25 points. But it really was another – he's a very frustrated player because his stats look good at the end of the games, but that impact is a lot of – easy shots that he should make that he misses. He doesn't always hustle back on defense. And he's he's just a very frustrating player to watch. And it's just going to be interesting what happens throughout from now until the deadline because I think it's inevitable that you have to move him at this point. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah go ahead, Don. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I was watching the game. We were watching the game like he said. And I was watching Drummond try to post people up. And I was like, bro, this dude might be the worst post-up player in the league. He has, he has one of the worst touches around the rim that I've seen out of a, uh, out of a big of his talent. Like, 
He really can't score. Frustrating. I've seen him. Did you see the one play where it was a few games ago where he had a finger roll around the basket and he like finger rolled it the opposite way? So it went yeah. the other way. Behind. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, it, man, yeah. it's tough. <laughs> yeah. So, so Drummond, for all we know, Drummond is he's our he's possibly the best big man stealer in NBA history. Um, he's he's a decent enough defender, but he's not exactly the best post defender in the league, and he has absolutely no offense outside of dunks. But hey, man, Cleveland clearly just isn't the team for him. I mean, you know. He abuses teams for the most part that don't have any. Like he real he real lucky Towns ain't play because don't let Towns start stretching the floor shooting threes. <laughs> yeah, and Drummond he's that type of player that wants to go back and forth with another center, and his usage rate is so high. I don't think you want you definitely don't want Towns on the floor because he's gonna try to do too much, and that's what yeah. you see for him too much. You see him try to do too much. He's not he's not good enough to be the best or even like the second best on a, on a, on a really good team. But if, but like, if he goes to Brooklyn or something like that, he can, he can easily be like the fourth best player on a team by far, but he can't be like the first or second. You so. can't run your, you can't run your offense through either Drummond and expect to beat <laughs> a lot of teams. Like it's, that's just not how it works. Yeah. And yeah, back and what we were saying, yeah, nah. We went, we didn't pay attention to Minnesota at all. We just looked at Edwards. We looked at, you know, Towns not being there. We just kind of wrote them off. But damn, bro, every time I do see this man's stats, it really do be like four, 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 six, four, 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 eight, four. <laughs> so, I mean, so, I mean, clearly Rubio really not out there doing anything. And I was just like, damn, best game of the year, four points. Bro, <laughs> said his best stretch and he was perfect from the field before they said the number. And I was like, oh, he's probably like four for four. I heard two for two. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, he had, he had eight assists. He, he was, I, he was playing some meaningful minutes. I don't he think didn't. that he was shining like he wasn't the star of the game. The thing was, he didn't even have the eight assists when they said it. He had like five. Yeah, it was it was it was the way the announcers talked about him. That definitely means yeah. I have to watch now because they were really they were shitting on dude. It was honestly, it was a little uncalled for, to be honest with you. Honestly, bro, they were saying about everybody though. They were. They said they said this is everybody's best game of the year. Oh man, like yeah, I, I actually was watching the Timberwolves broadcast too because I was streaming the game. And yeah, they love Jared Vanderbilt. Like he they was do. the greatest thing ever. And he was the <laughs> worst one by far. <laughs> he the only he one with has a lot of energy, man. He just messes up on defense sometimes. Kill him. <laughs> he he like by far the worst one out there. <laughs> That's the thing. He a whole minus eleven. Everybody yep. else was. Everybody else was at least a minus two. Yeah, and I think Anthony Edwards played good. Um, having played him, great. having having Darius Garland guard him is tough because you know obviously Darius Garland's a point guard. Anthony Edwards a big combo guard, and he was just too big for him. And he was hitting his three ball. Anytime you can get 
a player that can shine in isolation and get his defenders backpedaling, that's something that is going to be tough. And he's just that type of downhill player that he can get to the free throw line. He only had one attempt, but you want to get a guy like that off the line. And he just was too much. Yeah, I'm looking at the I'm looking at their heights and weights right now. Darius Garland, 6'1, 175. Motherfucking uh Anthony Edwards, 6'5, 225 pounds. He just he weighed 50 pounds more than him. Ain't no way. Exactly. Like, he got no four inches that. on him. Ain't no fucking way. Yeah, like, and he's an athlete. Like, he's an explosive yeah. athlete. Darius Garland's not an athlete, so. Yeah, he can barely even contest his shots. He said, "I'm a one from day one in any sports you put me in. Put me in football. Put me in baseball. Put me in golf. Put me in any sport. We killing any. We killing everybody." Oh, that's one of the best. <laughs> that's one of the best things for the rookie year for the rookies this year. Anthony Edwards at press conferences. Yeah, for sure. Anthony Edwards for press conferences and Lamelo Ball having a father. <laughs> Amen. Moving on, the Nuggets beat the Jazz 128-117. Man, I took the Jazz in this one just because they kept winning. I didn't want to pick against them. But hey man, we saw them win a couple games without Donovan Mitchell. He can't go out there and just be three for twelve. Just be ass. Yeah. Three for twelve, Conley. Two for 10, a rare bagging for him. He's been creatively minus 18. Sheesh. Bogdanovich did come up with 29, trying to keep him afloat. Clarkson also a minus 12. I'm shocked they only lost by 11, to be honest. I don't know who the hell was doing well for them. Nobody. Bogdanovich just said it. Yeah, that's true. Bogdanovich. <laughs> okay, Clarkson, four for 13. So if all three of the guards won't play badly and Gobert's won't get cooked, this is what's going to happen. And Jokic, 47 points, 12 rebounds, 17 for 26. A true robbery that he's not going to get player of the night. It really hurts my feelings because this was his best game of the year. It was almost an MVP candidate. Candidacy game as now they go to 12 and 8. And he just just absolutely just 4 for 4 from deep, 9 to 10 from the free throw line. He just said, we're not losing this game. I don't care. I don't care what anyone else does. Will Barton did have 18. He's plus 13 out there. Jamal, 16 as well. This game is really just about Jokic. Um, Darnell, what'd you see out of this one? You pretty much nailed it, man. It's about the Joker. Jokic is one of the best centers. I've, I said it a couple years ago on the podcast that Jokic was probably the best passing center that we ever seen. And mm-hmm. I think you fast forward to now, and it's probably not even a question. He only had five assists, but the way he can control the offense and you can run the offense through him. Like I was saying, everything I was saying about Drummond, this is the type of guy that you, that, that can do that. <laughs> like <laughs> you can give him the ball, expect him to make the right play or even find players in position to score that they might not even have known that they were in. Like the Joker is one of the best players I've seen at that or that's with that skill set of all time. And he proved it tonight or last night. Dom, what were your thoughts? Yeah, coming coming back to that, that's what makes like him and Bam 
so valuable because Bam's another like really good passing center. But mm-hmm. like the fact that you have to, the fact that they can like move the ball so well, it creates that extra threat. The the difference between Jokic and Bam obviously is the fact that Jokic is a really good three point shooter and Bam isn't. Yeah. But um, nah, like Jokic, it, he just has so many different threats that you gotta worry about because he can literally do any fucking thing he can post up and score on you he can shoot the three and then if you try to trap him then he can just pass it out so like he's just so it's just really nothing you can do about him for real he was and for somebody like, from the free throw line like yeah and for somebody like gobert who's he's a defensive player of the year but if we're being real he's only a post defender as soon as soon as that man got stepped outside the outside of the paint, he's a complete liability on the on the whole floor. So it's just Jokic is one of the players that have him do that. That's why that's why Embiid isn't really able. I mean, uh, that's why Gobert isn't really able to handle people like Jokic, Towns, Embiid. You know, anybody that can really stretch the floor that well. But yeah, I picked Denver to win this game and. I mean, yeah, I picked Denver to win this game. It was mainly just because, like, for one, I didn't think Utah was going on an 11-game win streak. I was surprised they went on a 10-game win streak. But, yeah, Donovan Mitchell coming back straight off injury, I just kind of thought that would, you know, mess up the rotation a little bit. I, I thought that him coming straight out of injury, he probably wouldn't be his normal self. You know, he's going to take a few shots away from Clarkson and and, and uh, Conley and everything like that. And, if he wasn't going to be in full form, then they didn't really have a chance if the other two aren't going to shoot as much. So, yeah. I, yeah anytime you have a bad shooting night from Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley, and Donovan Mitchell, Utah sunk. Yep. And go bear game, fucking 50 piece on. <laughs> <laughs> I think the big thing is, is the Jazz normally, the way they play defenses is all obviously predicated on go bear. So that's the one guy who plays help defense. But, and we've seen what you've seen with Jokic is he's such a good passer. You don't want to help off anyone. But the reason he has to pass is because normally people are just doubling him, trying to hedge, trying to get get a quick, like, you know, quick steal. Can't really steal it from him. He's a pretty good ball handler. But, you know, poking their head in real quick, and then he's got to pass the ball. But, I mean, if you're just going to leave him one on one on the island, that's what he's going to do to you. So, man. Barbecue chicken. He cooked that man all night, all day. It was ugly. Speaking of ugly, man, gosh, moving on. Never been more upset than my team won. The Sixers beat the Pacers 119-110. I picked against them because they didn't have him beat. And somehow, fuck everything else, the Pacers literally had a 15-point lead in the fourth quarter and blew it to a no-Joel Embiid. Sixers, that's a bad one, Indy. But, I mean, you know, Pacers do what they did. They turn into pumpkins. Losing the fourth quarter, 37-15. to 15. Tobias Harris went off 27 points, eight rebounds, so he could lead the way. Ben Simmons, 21, seven assists, um, six steals for them, six rebounds for them. And one person who I've always, always given shit to came out crazy tonight. Cork Maz had six of 12 shooting, three for five from three-point line, a plus 26. I've never seen him do this before ever. Um, with 17 points. Yes, you have. No, I have not. 
And for Indiana, Brogdon, 25, 10, and 21. Sabonis, 8 for 17, but they just weren't good enough. Miles Turner, sold, 1 for 6. Of course, he sells this game, and he fouls out. Just couldn't box out Dwight Howard all night. Aaron Holiday, 7 for 11. And really what happened is in the fourth quarter, the Sixers just put out the zone, and the Pacers didn't know what to do. I mean, you'd think with Sabonis, all he'd have to go is go to the middle of the key, and that's pretty much solve any problems, but they just did not know what to do with it. Messed up everything. Dom, what are your thoughts on this one? I ain't going to lie. When you first told – when the first quarter you were telling me because you were watching the game and you were like, bro, they keep fouling Dwight. I was like, well, if everybody's just going to keep fouling that, man, they, people just going to start fouling now and they're not going to have people to play. And it looked like that's what started happening. I see uh, uh, McDermott, McDermott fouled out. Uh, uh, Miles Turner fouled out towards the end, but still – he fouled out. They was just they were just committing a lot of fouls, and even if Dwight Howard was missing every single free throw, he was still give, putting everybody in foul trouble. So that was a big thing. That's why he was a plus twenty three, one of the biggest plus minuses on the team. They just can't box you out. Then I mean, and like I think it's interesting that they started Tony Bradley instead of Dwight because they knew that Dwight would be like a greater presence. They know they know Dwight's value off the bench is superior to his value as a starter. So, you know, Dwight played a huge role out there. And you keep talking about, I've never seen Cork, bro. He had like, he had that stretch where he scored like 42 games in a row, like last year. Cork Maz is, is capable of doing this. He hasn't, he's, he's completely and wildly inconsistent. But when he has those games, he really is capable. And 17 ain't, 17 isn't 40, but like, you know, when he was their main scorer out there, <clears throat> aside from Tobias. And look, Seth Seth actually had a relatively bad game, too. So Seth didn't play that well. Danny Green didn't play that well. Danny Green missed all his threes. Seth only made one of them. But it really just came down to Tobias just had to do well enough against this team that don't play defense. He had to do well enough against the bonus. Ben Simmons was able to get to the rim and everything like that because, you know, all their pro, all their post defenders were probably in foul trouble all game. So, you know, Ben Simmons was able to just go in there. He was disruptive on defense with four steals and two blocks. But, yeah, they just let – even Shake, Shake didn't even have, even have that great of a game. Or even Maxi. It was really just – Cork. they just didn't know what to do with Cork Moss. Darnell, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, it looks like those Korkmaz, Dwight Howard minutes was really positive for Philly. I think Dwight Howard having seven rebounds is amazing to have in 25 minutes. You look at what Tobias Harris did, 30 minutes, 27 points. That's, you know, that's a recipe for success. But for Indiana – you got to get better. You got to get more out of Miles Turner. He's one of the players that everybody always tells me that is so good. And as soon as he gets healthy, the Pacers are going to go far because Miles Turner is going to take that next step. And he never takes the step. Um, I'm curious well, to know your opinions on that. Well, Miles Turner has been a topic of discussion on our show. And we have. We have differing opinions. 
I see his value, and I'll I'll let you say your opinion on him. But like, I see his value because he really is their only post defender because the yeah. team don't play defense at all. He 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 gets you know he averages about three four blocks a game. You know he goes crazy on the blocks, but when he is gone, he was gone for like two games this year. And those mm-hmm. two games, they got fucked up because they couldn't stop them. They couldn't stop anything on the interior. Miles Turner at least provides a threat out there. He's not a scorer. He can't score at all. He's like he's a I can shoot threes type player. So you know the thing with Miles Turner, and I said this before, the thing about Miles Turner was like back when he was supposed to be up next. That was when centers weren't really shooting threes like that. This because he came in the league like 2014, 2013, something like that. I think 2014. So he came in the league. He was one of the few like centers that could stretch the floor. So they were like, oh man, when he develops, blah, blah, blah. But then everybody else started doing it and doing it better than him. So he just kind of got left in the dust. But he he was always just like somebody that could block some shots, not get no rebounds, and stretch the floor a little bit. So that's really – but he he is imperative to the team. They can't win without him. He's just not he's just not the player to take them from a from a four seed to a finals contender. Yeah, so just just for note, he was the eleventh pick in the twenty fifteen draft. Fifteen? Yeah. Yeah, round fourteen, fifteen. Eleventh <clears throat> in the twenty fifteen draft. Um Miles Turner is what we call the solution and the problem at the same time. Yeah, pretty much. Defense, except when he's too when he's too skinny. This was one of the games he's just too small. He couldn't stop Simmons. So Simmons is too strong. Couldn't stop the white because white's too strong. So when that started happening, he started fouling. When he started fouling, he couldn't really get blocks like he's supposed to. And then they just kept attacking him, kept attacking him, kept attacking him. I mean, the other thing is Sabonis can't help at all. That's obviously a huge problem. So yeah. he's not a defender at all. Like he's all this. The whole paint is all on Miles. Yeah. So so obviously he can't. I don't know. I mean, supposed to come, supposed to be kind of strong. I don't know why he's not just on the white. Just say fuck it, <clears throat> box him out. Because all you gotta do really is just get him kind of out of the way, and let somebody else get a rebound. That's really what was happening throughout the entire stretch. They were either fouling him or he was getting the board, missing the layup, but he was at least getting the board and just frustrating them to where they had to foul him. Um, yeah, I mean, we, I mean, you know, I, that, those are my thoughts on Miles Turner. I've been saying it all year. He has good games uh, when he's hitting the shots. When he doesn't, and when, when push comes to shove, he normally doesn't. When, when, when the games get more important, and this was his one, it felt like they were fading. He was just getting – getting battered and bruised because the White House was bullying him. So then the, the legs went, the shots went, couldn't hit anything, couldn't block any shots, ends up being useless. And, you know, I mean, how many how many years do we have to say get in the weight room? Told Giannis that one year. As much shit as we give Giannis, we told Giannis that one year. Guess where he got? Straight to the weight room. Guess who doesn't get pushed around anymore? Giannis. Shit, we told Ingram that. Ingram looks skinny. He ain't weak. You know, how many, how many, you're in the NBA at this point, man. Do some bench presses, homie. Do some curls. <laughs> like, damn. Like, 
get bigger. You, they're going or they're, or this this is gonna happen to you. You get pushed around like a rag doll, bow out. Those are my Miles Turner thoughts. Solid. Enough to say. Not enough to say, man. Hey, man. Here we go, though. This game right here, man, opened my mind, opened my heart. Joy. Pure joy, man. The Wizards beat the Nets. No James Harden, but still, as we know, they're kind of better when they only got two of them. The Wizards beat the Nets 149-146. Yes. 149 to 146 in regulation. The Wizards came from behind 48 fourth quarter points despite KD 11 for 19, 13 for 13 from the foul line and getting free throws all down the stretch. His 37.7 rebounds, six assists. Despite Kyrie Irving's 10 of 20, 26 points. Despite Joe Harris, eight for 13 from three, 30 points for him. And Jeff Green, even, his 23. Despite it all, our heroes of the podcast, <laughs> Bradley Beal, 37, 13 for 23. He's minus 12 out there. Talk about that in a minute. But this man, Russell Westbrook, 41 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, late in the game, down 5. Bradley goes up, shoots a 3, makes it. Great steal by who else but Garrison Matthews threw it right to Russ, and there was no doubt in anyone's mind he was hitting that one. Bang. See you later. The Nets had a chance at the end, and who I am starting to think actually might be worse than Shamit. TLC went out there, missed a layup late in the game, and that was all she wrote. Dom, what were your thoughts on this one? This game was the greatest game I've ever seen in any sport in the history of sports. Personally, this was this was a crazy one. Every time it looked like every single time it looked like damn, they about to fold. Cause here's I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna tell y'all what was happening the whole game. Russell Westbrook was going crazy, and Bradley Beal was selling. We were raised, say, and and this man Demetrius, he really he really puckered up his lips and said, "Bradley Bill might actually have been the issue the whole time." This these words came out of this man's mouth. I was like, "Don't you ever?" I didn't say that on the podcast. You agree with me first Don't off? You and second, no, I did. That's okay. No, I did. <laughs> now you lying on my name. He really, he really got out there and said Bradley Beal might have been the issue the whole time. And I was like, you know what? Nah. But yeah, okay. Anyway. You feel me? Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Durant was going crazy. It towards the end too. Kyrie Irving went crazy. He was going, he was going wild out there. Joe Harris was clutch. The thing was. Everybody was clutch, obviously, until Timote Lualu Cabarro came out there and missed a and missed a layup. But hey, man, if the ball's in his hands at the end of the game, man, I mean, what 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 can you really expect out of it, man? Like, if we being real, he was a plus four out there, huh? Yeah. But you feel me? Towards the end, Bradley Beal really came down there 
in the fourth quarter. He I think he only had like he only had like seventeen. He only had like seventeen, maybe like twenty at the start of the fourth. He went down there and he just stopped missing. He completely stopped missing for the whole fourth quarter. And then you feel me? He missed he missed uh like one shot toward, and it was like in the last two minutes. He missed one shot. It was a good shot. It was like a step back over uh, he it was a step back that like broke KD down. He put that shot up, he missed it. And then they went down. I believe Kyrie scored after that. And this was all around like a two-point game, if not a tie game. And then Westbrook went down there. And then he went out there early as fucking the shot clock. Went out there, took a step back, took a step back three that he can't even really make that well. And we was like, damn it, he about to sell them again. Why wasn't the ball in Bradley Beal's hands? Well, Bradley, and then, boom. Bradley, yeah, I'm saying Bradley passed it right to him. He took a step back and then he missed the three as he's gonna do. But also, there's there's somebody that you feel me. I know he a rookie, but Denny, you can't go out there airballing threes in that in that type of game, man. That was a that was a terrible shot. But they took him right out the game right after that. And one of the unsung heroes of the game, as we were saying, plus 24, Ish Smith went out there crazy. Ish Smith was really like one of the keys to keys to them winning. Even Mo Wagner was out there with his – he went seven for eight out there. You know, he's been missing a few games out there. Alex Len only played two – only played four minutes. He was a minus four in all four of those minutes. So, you feel me? They kept him right out of there. But – Amen. It just came down to towards the end of the game. Bradley Beal, he hit that crazy ass three. Then the inbound, the Joe Harris inbound, where he had that miscommunication with Durant, passed it right to Garrison Matthews. Garrison Matthews passed it right to Westbrook. And for everything that Westbrook can't shoot, when it comes to the when it comes to like that game winning three, he's not horrible at it. He actually can make those. But believe me, this game put a smile on all of our faces. And we're happy that Westbrook had a great game because it gives us more to talk about. We don't want to talk about the dude being ass every show. So you feel me? <laughs> Westbrook Westbrook had a great game out there. And you feel me? I heard I heard somebody said there's a, be- a better backcourt than Damon CJ out there. I heard somebody said that. Well, last actually, night it looked like it. Last night it looked like it. Actually, the funny thing about that is the reporter who Dame said that to was alluding to Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook being a better backcourt than them two. Yeah, that's why I was saying it. <laughs> yeah, so that reporter, he had his night. He's probably looking back now like, yeah, I told you so. Yeah, I mean, this was before Kyrie and Harden were together, but yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about those two. <laughs> but yeah, nah, th- this was this was really an incredible game. And even though his stats look really low, Rui was actually a big part of this game too. He has some he has some clutch rebounds. He um he was just he's just he's one of the only people on the team that can defend. As we know, these are two as you can see in the score. These are two teams that can't play defense. So yeah, they're gonna score on him. It just won't be as easy. 
I just I just read yeah exactly. I just read a stat. Well, that's because he has no help behind him either. But I just read a stat. It says since the James Harden trade, the Brooklyn Nets have the best offensive rating in NBA history and the worst defensive rating in NBA history. I think it's the way I think it's the style of play. Like they take a lot of fast shots in that seven seconds or less. I don't know if that's exactly the way they're playing right now, but makes sense with Steve Nash, their head coach. Yeah, it leads and to a Tony. lot of other yeah, it leads to a lot of a lot of long rebounds, a lot of fast breaks. So the other team is gonna have opportunities to score. And when it gets down to it in the clutch, when they have to have to dig down and defend, they can't go there because they don't have individual plus defenders. Oh, they traded them all away. Yeah. <laughs> traded every one of them. Except for Bruce Brown. And he couldn't guard anybody. So <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> hey man. And you saw and you saw Bruce, you saw Bruce Brown. He guarded Westbrook a little bit and then boom, he was ready to fight him. <laughs> True. Nah, Westbrook was ready to fight him. He just called him too small and got a double tap. <laughs> Say he's too small. Double tap. <laughs> Damn, he really do get the Demarcus treatment out here. This man Westbrook saw Shamit on him for the fourth quarter and was like, I'm just going to just run him over. And I mean, damn it, if that's what they're going to do. You already know Kyrie did not want to be on him. Bruce couldn't really stick with him. If it wasn't yeah, Bruce, PLC and Sham have no shot. Yeah, after the game, Kyrie was like, yeah, I could have played better on defense out there. You don't say. At least he acknowledged it, man. The thing is, will he actually do anything to, to change that? No. <laughs> no, he won't. The craziest thing to me from this game from the Wizards, to show you how locked in Russell Westbrook was, and he was locked in because, man, he took 28 shots, <clears throat> five to seven from the free throw line, four of seven from deep. But as a team, and I think this is also the importance of Ishmael, they had seven turnovers. The Wizards never have seven turnovers. Bro, what's going to be having seven himself? Exactly. That man said, you know what? They don't play any defense. Fuck a triple-double. I'm scoring 40 today. You know what he, you know what he was saying, bro. Even though it's, it's been years later, every time he see that nigga, it's on sight. And then... And then not only do he have to see that nigga on site, that other nigga was right on the bench too, right on site. He wasn't playing, but he was right there. <laughs> He's in the he know, mind. He, he know he know who he was playing against, bro. He know both. He's seen both of them niggas, both his teammates, both of them said, "Bro, fuck you." And he like, "All right, but fuck me, fuck you, <laughs> fuck me." Yeah. On that last possession, you actually saw Westbrook guard KD. Yeah, he blocked him. Blocked him. Westbrook was really everywhere. It was it was amazing. It was yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Westbrook was not losing that game at all. Yeah, and Bradley Beal was disinterested to start the game. Like I think it was probably the first quarter he took like one shot. Yeah. Deep he was into disinterested. the second quarter. Deep into the second quarter before he started 
getting in his before he started taking shots. Like I don't know what I don't know what was going on, but the way he started the game, it was like Russell Westbrook's like, all right, I'm gonna just have to take it over. You tired of dropping fifty and losing every game? <laughs> that's that's the that's the issue. <laughs> he like something got to give, man. Ain't going. He like, bro. Somebody else got to be able to do some fucking thing on this team. Hey, man, Ish and Westbrook were right there. They, they were today. Well, Ish had been injured. Exactly. Westbrook's been injured too, but. Man, that was a, that was inspiring. He just tried so hard, man. He did. Like, Russell he Westbrook, been re- I think Russ been re- reading his tweets, man. He's been listening to our podcast. So you've been doing. <laughs> he heard it. He heard something. I need this. I, hey, man, they play the Blazers next. Oh, man. The world is a – hey, man, Damien just said, you know, Damien all – Hey man, look at this. Damian was like, "Hey man, y'all gotta stop disrespecting Russ. Put some respect on his name. Let Paul George score forty though. He's still a bum." <laughs> <laughs> Paul George, Paul George deserved all he get though, man. Like the way Paul George went about it, he was trying to fight back. Like he's trying to take on this world against me type attitude, and it's like, man. Just show up in the playoffs. Is he wrong though? It kind of is world against him. Everybody was on his ass too, though. They was on him, bro. I'm not even mad at his. I'm not even mad at his me against the world. It's the problem is that he be publicizing it every day, and then every time somebody responds, then he like, nah, y'all, y'all not getting to me. Like, bro, yes, we are. Shut up. It's like if you just stop responding and stop reacting to it and just like wait until the playoffs, nobody would even mention it anymore. But the thing, the thing, the thing about Paul George is just that he's not good at handling these outside distractions, man. And he's he's made it clear, he said it, uh, he's said like outside things affect him when he plays the game. And you know, I, I won't I won't say anything about like you know he would say he had depression during the bubble and stuff like that. I'm I'm not gonna you know blame him for that. I understand that, but then like other like other things like minor like minor people like us or whoever else talking shit about him affecting him. You can't you just can't let you just can't let small shit throw your whole game off, bro. You can't let minuscule things really affect your whole. Your whole game, you can't really use those things as cop outs, man. And that's what Paul George be doing. Yep. Damn, Paul George, this is supposed to be a celebration of Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> he just caught hella streets. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> it is Paul. It's Paul versus everybody. Keep it a hundred. That's what I'm saying. It really <laughs> like. <laughs> Hey, hey, man. So that's what I'm saying. Because look, because look, if Lillard, if Lillard ain't say, because the thing is, all three of them are kind of connected because of that one, because of that one shot, that one shot connected Westbrook, Lillard, and Paul George for for life. They're not yes. none, none of the three on the same team, but all three of them will forever be connected. Yes. 
the shot that blew up Oklahoma City's team, man. Like, <laughs> like, and he so, had to, and he waved goodbye. Like, do you know so, how sad that is? So you got Westbrook and him fighting every time they play, and then you got Paul George and him fighting on the internet all every time before and after they play. Yep. Damn, Paul. Right. Supposed to be all love and positivity. Um, <laughs> real quick, Darnell, what's your game of the night and player of the night? I think every, I think it's going to be probably consensus all around the board, but yeah. game of the night, Brooklyn, Washington. Player of the night, Russell Westbrook, 41 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. Dom, player of the night, game of the night. On a normal day, if it was any other player, it would have been Jokic for player of the night, but it just can't be Jokic. I'm sorry, Jokic. That was an MVP performance, and I just I just want to give him his honorable mention because he deserves it. He really dropped 50 on the defensive player of the year. But damn it, bro. No, sir. Player of the night goes to Russell the fuck Westbrook. Let's fucking go. Game of the night. <laughs> it's not game of the night. It's not even game of the year. I don't even know if it's game of the decade. It's game of the century, bro. This is game of the century, bro. Russell the fuck Westbrook versus, well, I mean, Brooklyn versus Westbrook and Beal. <laughs> <laughs> definitely a game of the night. Good Lord. Um, this, this game, honestly, bro, I prefer this game over the, over game seven of the, of, the, of the 2016 finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the game <laughs> of the night. Um, Westbrook, obviously, player of the night player of our hearts we based the whole podcast around him paul george and damian lillard so he's got to do it he did it hey man he came up he rose and now now with both of them coming off of reigning player of the nights in two days i'm looking forward to this i'm clearing the whole schedule i don't give a fuck what else is going on tuesday night is blazers wizards hey let's go and I like for that one. It's not even on TV, and I don't care. I'm watching it. I think it's like some other games going on. Doesn't matter. Oh, oh, it's Portland, Washington, and Clippers, Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's Clippers, Brooklyn. It's a good game, too. Oh, shit. We get to talk about all, we get to talk about all the stars. Oh my Let's God. go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> gonna be a great night of basketball man and damn bro you know the worst part of all this bro westbrook got his player of the nights whether he deserved him or not lillard got his player of the nights have we given paul george one yet no he hasn't earned it that nigga dropped 40 (laughs) and then we were like you know what that 40 was cute let's talk about steph (laughs) (laughs) it's only because he said something and wait, Steph went crazy. Did Steph have 60 then? Like yeah. yeah. He had like 58. <laughs> yes, it was Steph. You'll get it one day, Paul George. Just keep me an MVPG. Yeah, lead away off P stuff. Like, lead that into last year in the bubble. Lead that in Orlando. 
My man Dom is waiting for him to go two or fourteen to give him player of the night when the Clippers lose a game. I'm just, I can, I can feel it. Oh, I was ready to give it, man. I was ready to give it to him after game one where he passed that shit to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> he passed that bitch right out of bounds, right to the ref. Started yelling. Hey, what the? <laughs> where you at, man? You supposed to be right there. I'm like, bro. At least look before you pass the ball, bro. Everybody fought but him. You know what? Hey, Amen. We ended the show without roasting Westbrook, but instead roasting Paul George. It's a it's a new day. Uh, to leave. Same day, different. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is this is supposed to be safe for the playoffs. Paul George getting some early season action. <laughs> God. Amen. Hey, man, only because we haven't seen Rubio enough yet. <laughs> and there's no DJ Augustine. Rubio, Rubio about to get some love, too, man. <laughs> if, if two for two, it's it's best game. game right right he didn't even eight. say he didn't even say best game of the year. Like he said best game in recent memory. <laughs> like, wow. Recent two for two. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. Damn Phoenix. What's <laughs> he that? Is that why y'all traded him? He couldn't have been that bad. Nah. <clears throat> hey man. Thank you guys for joining. It was a great, great podcast. Um oof. for Darnell and Dom. This is Demetrius. And uh, until next time. Triple D's. Let's go. Deuces. Hey.